February 16th, 1997. The Star Wars Special Edition was the box office champ for the third week, and nerds didn't think they could get any matter about Greedo shooting first until they saw creepy, lifeless Jabba. The Simpsons had just surpassed the Flintstones as the longest-running animated primetime show, and Jesus Christ, it's still on? Jeff Gordon became the youngest winner of the Daytona 500 as Hendrix Motorsports posted a 1-2-3 victory, which I'm told is impressive. While in Chattanooga, Tennessee, the ninth wonder of the world, China, made her debut as unnamed assailant number one at In Your House 13, Final Four. Cover your eye! This is Helena Cell Phone. Welcome to another episode of Hell in a Cell Phone, the podcast where we attempt to make sense of the Attitude Era of WWE 20 years later. I am Aaron Benoit, joined as always with, by Eric Silver and Bobby Hankinson. Hello. Hello. So we, uh, you are listening to this in probably June of 2019. We are recording this on St. Patrick's Day. Bobby texted both of us this morning wanting to do Bloody Marys. Uh, did, did, did we say yes to that, Bobby? No, you did not. I'm sorry. I'm not drinking right now. I'm doing my pre-wedding glow-up. <laughs> I am I'm going to... She's all that, everybody. It's going to be amazing. Just take be... your glasses off. Yes. <laughs> I am currently cleaning the paint Put off of my overalls. Put glasses on. That's what you need to do. I did, I did the RSVP to your wedding today, Eric. Why are we suggesting a hashtag for you? Oh, I don't know. I wanted like we're like let's. I basically when I put the RSVP thing on, I was like, okay, we'll ask like a couple real questions, and then we were like, let's just fucking. Yeah, that was a real question, wasn't it, Eric? You are looking for your wedding hashtag. I mean, it was just like something fun for people who you know. It was like uh, the Cards Against Humanity (laughs) for RSVPs, like. Eric loves Talia. God, wedding (laughs) hashtags. Uh, so yeah, so we will be, I'm, I'm announcing this right now, for our, uh, for the October 1997 pay-per-view, Bad Blood, we are going to be doing a Bloody Mary contest before we record. And during, we'll record the and, contest. Oh, and during. Yeah. And so that will be airing probably sometime this winter, but we'll be recording it this summer. So, so. put it on your calendars. <laughs> I feel like I just described the plot of the movie Primer to everyone, <laughs> which I think was Eric's uh, AM screen name at one point. Oh, Prime Silver. <laughs> um, what? Uh, wait, you have to go into the background of the of the the, the Bloody Mary contest, right? I just said Bobby asked if we would do no, Bloody Marys before. What didn't, what, isn't passion. the isn't the background? Oh yeah. Oh, come on, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, because for years Eric and I, uh, Eric and I lived together for two years, and that was three years ago. There's a lot of time in this years. one here. This numerology. Also on the podcast today, we'll be, be coming from three different nights, two raws, <laughs> and the pay per view. But oh. when Eric and I lived together, um, he said he had the best Bloody Mary recipe. I said I had the best Bloody Mary recipe, and so it's going to be up to Bob to determine uh, this this long-standing feud between us. This It's a difficult job, but I will take it. This uh, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart yeah. rivalry that we Actually, have between gonna each other. Actually, what's going to happen is Aaron's going to lose a smile before the contest, <laughs> and, and Tim will have to come and make bloody, a vegan Bloody Mary for all of us. So let's get right to that. Well, we start off with the February 13th Thursday night episode of Monday Night Raw. A lot of days, a lot of dates. Uh, Bobby, what happened that night? So Shawn Michaels comes out and announces that he has a knee injury 
that is going to that may actually force him into retirement forever. And more importantly, he's lost his smile. And therefore, he is relinquishing the WWF championship. Uh, I thought it was weird that they were, like, teasing it throughout the entire night on Raw and wasn't didn't make it, like, this oh shit shocking moment. Was were, did people know that this was coming? Like I mean, for, there was for no a while, in, there was no internet then, so I don't really remember. Um, excuse me, AOL. <laughs> That's true. We were all in the superstar. There was line. A, there was one chat room where <laughs> someone was like, "Okay, so we hear that Shawn Michaels is." I was calling the superstar line day and night trying to get get a, an update, but uh, yeah, it is very weird overall. But there was so much already like shenanigans at play because we were already coming into this with the false finish of the rumble right. and trying to declare a rumble winner. And so already there was like a lot of like confusion happening. And then we had this on top of it. Um, and it's, I guess today we've sadly become accustomed to sort of these sort of like retirement announcements and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it was less so then because back then if you were injured to the point of ending of like ruining your actual physical life, um, they would just make you keep working anyway. <laughs> so we didn't have those as much. Did you Do you remember watching this? Live. I do. I like vaguely remember watching it live and being very confused and very upset. Cause I think this was the first time in the time that I had been watching wrestling as a child that someone was injured because injuries weren't or like being on the shelf with an injury was like not something. So was this was this a real thing? Was he really injured? So this is the big. There is a lot of controversy around this. Um, what tends to be the belief is that he did have a knee injury. It was not as bad as it sounded. It could have waited. What they really believe is how this was spo- supposed to go was it was going to be Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13, rematch to the WrestleMania 12 match, and this time Bret Hart was supposed to go over. And the running popular theory is that Shawn Michaels did not want to put Bret over and would rather relinquish the title than have the job to Bret for at WrestleMania. Wow. So that is the pro- like predominant theory, and it tracks. And... Shawn Michaels has a history of relinquishing titles. If you go back, he's relinquished Intercontinental title twice before this and the tag team title once before this. I walked away from so, more titles than you'll ever win in your lifetime. <laughs> Literally. So I think like oh, there's this is all part of this big reputation Shawn Michaels has for not being a team player, being a diva, not wanting to take a loss, not wanting to put people over in a clean fashion. So that all feeds into all of that. Well, he brought in a lot of... like like. Dr. James Andrews is the name that gets thrown out whenever any like major athlete gets his knee blown out. I remember uh, when Robert Griffin III blew out his knee a few years ago. It was Dr. James Andrews. So if they're using this guy's time, I would hope that it was something like actually happening going on. Yeah, I mean, they, they, it's very possible that he did have an actual knee injury, but not to the severity that he was telling us he did couple things I want to point out about this, by the way. Um, I think Shawn Michaels in this in this particular promo sounds... I don't know if it's a promo if he's walking away from the title, but we'll call it that. Sure. Yeah. Um, he sounds a lot like a Conor O'Malley ca- uh, character. You know Conor O'Malley? No yeah. idea. Oh, From he's... Uh, um, Chris Gethard show, right? Uh, no. Chris Gethard. Uh, I, th- I think he did Chris Gethard. Now I think he's like a... I think he's probably a writer for either t- The Tonight Show or Seth Meyers. Yeah, he's yeah. got... And he's on Twitter. He's been doing a lot of the, the Howard Schultz run. Like yeah. run run for president Howard Schultz. The, 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 the sound of the voice is uncanny. It's very similar. It's like that husky voice. Over the last couple months, uh, there's been a lot of talk of people uh, having bad attitudes and... A lot revolving around this belt. 
Uh, all I know today is that one thing that's not going to revolve around this belt for a long time is, is going to be Shawn Michaels. teasing me non-stop i need you to fucking be president i need you and beto to tell me what the fuck to do you are the same choice you are the same choice it sounded like he was slurring too might Maybe, be the painkillers sure. for the knees also, you mean connor it, or it also might be just be painkillers for the for the fun <laughs> of it because he's Shawn michaels he got him from sunny you know what i mean like i just feel like uh also this was a, a very big time for taupe suits i feel like <laughs> <laughs> They were really having a moment. What do you call the button-up with the high collar but no, like, no, flappy um, collar? Oh, is that, is that a Mao collar, technically? I, that, like, I mean, I don't know what Mao it's collar. technically called, but that, I mean, Mao did wear that. Yeah, I think it's a Mao collar. But also, my favorite part about this segment was the cut to the guy in the audience with the Heartbreak Kid rules sign who was holding it aloft like John Cusack. <laughs> it was just like, such a, he should have had like a single tear running down his face. It was... <laughs> profound oh see i loved the uh the woman who looked like amanda Plummer in mm -hmm. pulp fiction with the full leather motorcycle regalia she was fully in Shawn michaels cosplay yes yeah gender yes. gender bent cosplay um was this shot in a vfw hall because it looked real shallow was that yeah. well, I mean, garden no i don't no. think so it was so small i mean like it looked like it was at like um, oh, I made the research department. Like right. venues where I've seen like arcade fire play. Yeah, like a 100%. small, you know, like like the that what is that 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 um that church theater. <laughs> Shut up, Eric. I saw arcade fire back when it was only fourteen people. Oh, uh, are you guys used to their uh, stadium performances? Uh, this was in Lowell, Massachusetts. Ah, that makes sense. Um, but. That was Raw back then. Raw is not at the Barclays Center. Raw is not selling out these huge stadiums. Yeah. Raw is right. in they're, these, they're doing living room these shows. auditorium. Yeah, basically. Um, I think it's a good thing that the WWF adopted Shawn Michaels because otherwise he would have had to been put down on the track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last last uh, horse that broke its leg <laughs> didn't quite make it. Oh. Um. My girlfriend watched, uh, Natalie watched this, a few of this with me, and uh, she had a little bit of running commentary as this was happening. Her was, is he good? Do we like this guy? And then once she realized, oh, it's Shawn Michaels. We don't like Shawn Michaels, right? And then I had to, have you not been, apparently she hasn't been listening to our <laughs> podcast over. But she did rate and review. <laughs> but she did rate and review it. So that's what, and get on that, guys. Yeah. Come on. We don't care if you listen. Yeah. Like, how hard is it to just write a, a nice paragraph about how pleasant we are and how good our chemistry is? Like, you don't have to follow along with any of the details. Yeah, I think that's good for that. I don't know. Um, it, this was just, like, a huge thing. and it really, The fact that they moved to coming out of this is what sets up the pay-per-view we're about to start, which is going to be we had the false finish at the Rumble uh, where Austin was eliminated. He came back, and he eliminated Undertaker, Vader, and Bret Hart. A lot of people are like, yeah, but what about Fake Diesel? Austin didn't eliminate Fake Diesel. That's why he's not involved. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be the main event for this, which was originally scheduled to, to pick who would face the champion at WrestleMania. And, and thank you for that Diesel note, because I was wondering about that one. Yeah, it's because Austin didn't eliminate him. Okay. Even though he was limited after so Austin. So basically, yeah, it's, it seems like the Final Four is essentially, with the, with the exception that you can pin, 
it felt like it was like we're just doing a redo of the yeah. last like couple minutes of the Royal Rumble. Totally. And also, this is uh, we are so fatal for fatal four way matches mm-hmm. now are something that we're very used to. Also, not common back then. Like ECW was the ones who really started doing like triple threat and fatal four way matches. Uh, that, but like, in, a, in a fatal four way, isn't that one person? It's gets one pinned, person. Yeah, pinned, yeah. 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 And, and but they it, also have fatal four way elimination matches yeah. too. Okay, so. I know that. Okay. So that's what's gonna set up this, and they decided to make that the main event with the winner getting the vacant title, and then Psycho Sid never got his rematch for the belt. And so with the 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 going into this, then the next night on Raw, the winner, whoever wins the belt at this pay-per-view would be facing Psycho Sid the next night. Yeah, I was very confused about all of the setup to this, but as the pay-per-view went on, there were a lot of moments like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's very, I mean, it's totally convoluted and insane, but everything feels at least justified even though it's nuts and we get we when we get to this or some other like rumor and legend around this that we can go into when we get to it later awesome i'm excited yeah so we're at february 16th 1997 in chattanooga tennessee and i've chattanooga choo choo (laughs) oh first of all trains in this crowd they're always going to compete against the horse where (laughs) where is the horse capital (laughs) i thought you were calling this crowd autistic for a second No, truthfully, I do. This crowd, they love their trains. <laughs> They're big on watching machinery. Um, so Don't read social cues. <laughs> I feel like they're going a little to the, uh, what does it mean to be WWF champion well at the beginning of these pay-per-views a little too much. I think they've answered that like six times at this point. I, I'd like to know who makes the call if Todd Pentengill is going to narrate the opening segment or this other guy is. Because they're yeah. both very good, but I find myself longing for Todd when it's not Todd. And it wasn't Todd this time. And it's like had... HQ. Like, yeah. there's always, when like, you're like, where's Gansky? Scott? Yeah. Where's Quiz Daddy? I want my Quiz Daddy. I want my promo daddy. I want my big intro daddy. And this this guy has more gravitas to his voice, I feel, when he delivers this, but it's uh, it's not the same. It might have been that I was watching this kind of in a rushed fashion, but I didn't even realize it wasn't Todd Pettengill. This was not. I, I noticed it last time. This time I was like, uh, yeah, this is fine. I also had an aha moment at the beginning of this pay-per-view where I realized that they own the blimp and they just decorate it differently every I single time. I just realized that now. Well, I didn't realize, and I mean, I, I forget when this happens in the pay-per-view, but I didn't realize someone on commentary is operating the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I like rewind that part like three times. I'm like, I... Wait, Surely one of I'm those not. guys was operating the balloon. The bl- Jerry, Jerry Lawler was like, Lord, now I'm driving the fucking Capital One blimp or whatever. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I had to like go back and rewind. I was like, did I hear that right? Western Union, Bobby. They were playing it like 40 <laughs> times in the fucking show. Yeah, I, I wrote down, I literally wrote down, Western Union. Also, that blimp is really pathetic. Guys, it's so before bad. Venmo, will we, will we all, would we have all been Western Union each other money all the time? Yes, uh, for pizza, stop. <laughs> But we still have that one friend where it's like waiting for the Pony Express to show up. Ah, it's the yeah. sheen of it all. Clock the fan. Um, no Vince on commentary for the first time too. I, I don't miss him. Didn't miss him. Really? No, I didn't miss him at all. I feel like this was such a good. I knew Jerry Lawler's a pain in the ass, but Jr. and Jerry Lawler have a legendary chemistry. Right. And their two-man commentary team is perfect. They're both playing their roles to perfection. And you're supposed to hate Jerry Lawler. He's supposed, he's supposed to be obnoxious. He's very good at it. And JR, not as a heel, is so much better. And it's like the two of them 
we'll, we, we will get very used to because we're going to be listening to them for the next 20 years. <laughs> Basically. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind. I, I mean, I missed him. I missed Vince a little bit, but then I didn't quite mind it. You know, I was like, okay, this is fine. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, I didn't feel a, a, a void. Yeah. A, a Vince McMahon shaped void yeah. in the commentary. Well, we'll get to Natalie's comments about Jerry Lawler when we get to oh, the, the first match. Uh, just the wild man. No Mark yeah. Marrow. New Chiron. Very weird. And uh, honestly, that wasn't, I don't feel like even intentional or something that like lasted. They still called him Marrow like throughout the whole thing. It wasn't like when they rebrand someone today and they. It went, when they dropped uh, Cien Almas for Andrade. Yeah. Or, it, it looked more like a an aesthetic choice, like for Raw, where they're just or, or not for Raw, but for for the WWF, where they are. It seemed a little bit more attitude, what I would imagine the attitude era to look like than previous. Mm-hmm. And Marrow in this match is acting more heel like. He's doing like hair pulls and things like that. Sable, like they're bending the rules a little bit. Yeah. She's got her sunglasses on inside now. She might have had a cataract surgery. I don't know. Sable <laughs> is definitely has that has those Trinity vibes. She's like with the with the matrix glasses and all the all black pleather and she's like she had just did hit... did sable inspire the wachowski's carrie and mom you can take this pill aaron and you can find out the truth or you can take this other pill and she kicked the undertakers they made a big point of mentioning in this match uh recently i i remember i was watching this pay-per-view the other night with nathan and sable they mentioned the 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 point when Sable kicked the Undertaker, and I truly had like a flashback to like watching that happen because that was the biggest Sable stand. When uh, did Sable? It was like on a TV yeah. on a show called Superstars. It was like their Saturday morning wrestling, oh, right, essentially. Right. Okay. Um, and she kicked the Undertaker. I, I think we gave it. you enough uh, homework for this one. Yeah. There. So I do. I'm actually gonna go back and watch that because I, I just remember watching it uh, when it happened so vividly. Um, but this, so I think we're, they're, I, I feel like they're experimenting with Mero's character here, but I don't. And experimenting with Mero's facial hair. Is this the first time he's gone full goatee and not just the uh, the long mustache with the soul patch? No, it, that's what I mean. They're doing stuff with him. To, I think they're tweaking the character a bit here. Oh, I thought that was a continuity error. <laughs> why does he get the full pinwheel pyro? Why is he worthy of that? I just think they're adding it more and more because he's never super over. And management's never super behind him, but Sable ends up being this huge star. So maybe I, maybe uh, he bought all of it when he was driving through Pennsylvania. He's just like, <laughs> guys, I, I brought some. It's in my it's in my truck. And then we've got Leaf Cassidy okay, on the yeah. other side. I, I, um, I was going to ask about the match. I'd like who to talk about. Leaf I am just waiting for them to give him a new gimmick at this point. Well, he leaves first. Yeah. So he's going to be gone for a bit. Um, Wait, does he have a new gimmick right now, or no? No. Okay. No. But he's the thing about this match that was kind of like hard is I do feel like Leaf. It was hard for the crowd to get into it because mm-hmm. it's like Mara was acting a little heel, like it was kind of slow. But Leaf Cassidy's a really good wrestler. Yeah, like, agreed. He's a well, we very saw good that um, two pay per views ago when he was against Flash Funk yeah. in the opening match, and it was great. It yeah. was a lot of fun. And when I saw Mara and him paired up at the beginning, I was really, really excited because I thought it was going to be shades of that match, and it just kind of fell. The flat. problem is Mara is not a good wrestler. That's the that's the problem. Like that Samoan drop he did was really sloppy. Yes. Um, Leaf Cassidy is doing is actually doing a lot of storytelling in this match, going after the knee. It makes sense. You yes. always have that sort of like ten trying to ground him. a high flyer. Yeah, that, that's always the story you tell. But Mero like isn't selling the knee injury. Mero does his finisher with no like no. It like, doesn't even like give us a little like to tell the story. Yes. I was waiting for the for the part where he's trying to get onto the top ropes and his knee like gives out on him or something. Yeah. But he's just like. 
just gets up there and does his fucking as if nothing was star. nothing it was it just it just wasn't it was sloppy on his part um so overall and i think the crowds had a hard time getting behind anybody because these were both there was not really a lot of a story going into this yeah well I, I had a question what was the build-up no build-up cool not that i know of no, because I think that Mark Merrow is kind of the guy that they just throw in to start off these pay-per-views now. He's enough of a name that he can he should be able to get people into it. But... I guess he didn't get an entrance. Yeah. I mean, like... yeah, he got like that old jobber kind of entrance that um, back in the Hulk Hogan days, you would get like some random ass guy and they'd just already be in the ring and then yeah. Hulk would come in. Yeah. But I'll tell you, man, I marked out a little bit in this match. When Leaf Cassie started walking towards Sable, I was like, oh, don't you even fucking look at her. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys notice that JR mentioned that the figure four uh, leg lock was invented by the Nature Boy Buddy Rogers? Mm-hmm. So is Nature Boy like a mantle that passes? Like the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Ric Flair's not the original nature. Boy. Yeah. Good night, Ric Flair. Yeah. I most likely shall murder you in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, I guess would the Miz be the heir apparent for the Nature Boy? I guess. What is the definition <laughs> of the Nature Boy? I don't honestly. That predates my time, my 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 um, expertise. And how many Nature Boys have there been? It's it's like the Iron Fist. Yes. <laughs> We've got a lot of metaphors. Yes. Yeah. It's also like. Uh, um, I thought this match kind of sucked. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't great. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I thought uh, Jerry Lawler was fucking disgusting during this match. Always. What was he saying about Sable? Saying about uh, if she keeps going towards uh, Leaf Cassie like that, those glasses are going to cover up two black eyes. <gasps> How did I miss that? To which Natalie replied, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like Natalie was was visibly angry. I don't at think this you point. can let Natalie watch too many of these <laughs> movies because uh, did we show Natalie that Joey Ryan? Um, the Joey Ryan clip about the vomiting on, on his dick? I feel like that's tame compared to... Um, I don't even know the clip you're referring to. This was a, this is a clip that was on Twitter recently where Joey Ryan basically... He, he tweeted out, like, like RIP Wrestling, and he had done... He did the airplane spin yeah. uh, with, I guess, the girl... The, the, the woman wrestler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, you know, he, like, he like made her touch his dick. Yeah. Which, he, I guess, is that's his move. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And then she was like... And then, like... She opens up his his briefs and vomits into them because she was so dizzy from the thing. That's pretty the funny. Work. It's very funny. It's super funny. It's yeah, very funny. but very hard to show to a woman where you're like you have to explain. Okay, this is a work that they're both in on and yeah. they both are okay with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a weird thing. No, that, Joey. Yeah. No, Ryan, Natalie. Natalie understands like fiction. So. No, I know, no, 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 but that Joey Ryan is something very. Is very Joey Ryan and Jerry Lawler are very different. Joey Ryan is right. almost like a satire of Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like he is. It's actually very pro-feminist. Like what he does in terms of like uh, making himself the butt of a lot of jokes and like, right. But but that's also a, I think I, I mean I you know all due respect to Nelly, I know she's good at, at you know I know she understands it's fiction, but I think there's still like a, a knee jerk kind of like visceral reaction yeah. where you're like oh I don't like this I don't like like this weird rape fantasy thing that like has a, a joke at the end i do think it's very funny though yeah no i think joey ryan is is very is an interesting case point and we should definitely get him on the podcast which obviously would not be impossible um yeah but i just the thing about this match and jerry what is jerry lawler implying it, like what does that do to leaf cassidy's character basically and first off what was leaf when they were the new rockers what was their were they heels at that point yes okay 
So they're just evil rock and roll stars? Yes. That, I mean, that's why this is why they weren't super over because it doesn't truly make a lot of sense. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're they're like more like um, what is it like when you do the the you do like um, gymnastics not gymnastics but you do like like calisthenics and you like oh, lead like a, a bunch of like blue hair women you know like and mm-hmm. and doing like stretch like so evil Richard Simmons yeah like yeah like jazzercise that's what they kind well, of I think basically because the, the rockers were like a very like feel good good time guys mm-hmm. but the new rockers are like yeah but now we're serious yeah we're mad now we're mad <laughs> and so that's why they're new the old rockers were happy and the new rockers are mad like oi better get this bird out of me face or I'm a header in the peepers wait are they British I don't know <laughs> wasn't saying... David Cassidy British <laughs> was that British that I David just did David Cassidy was no, definitely in the Partridge, the Partridge family, family and he was definitely not. American you're thinking of the monkeys I'm thinking of the monkeys <laughs> Are you thinking of Mickey Davy Jones? Davy Jones, uh, Mickey. No, Mickey was was American too. Yeah, Davy Jones is British. He was yeah. the only British one, I think. Yeah, I think that's what you're thinking of. Well, we what about that. who was Lee, Leaf, uh, Leaf Leaf Garrett? Garrett. Leaf Garrett was he British? Also American. I think. What band was he? In? I think he was just a. a he was a solo. Yeah. He got. He got. He was the one who like um, didn't he get drunk or and like act. He. I saw it. It was like a behind the music. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Where like it was either him or the guy he hung out with, who they like he got like got super drunk, and got into a car crash, and the other guy got like was was paralyzed. Yeah, 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 yeah. This sounds all familiar. Okay, but in my mind, from here on out, Leaf Garrett or Leaf Cassidy is British, and that's canon now. Oi, oi, (laughs) oi. Um. Also, um. Leaf should have won by DQ. Yeah. Sable slapped him in the face. Yeah. The referee saw it clear. Yeah. Yep. The officiating, there was actually some, a lot of a questionable officiating in this mat, in this pay-per-view, I feel like. Not a great opener, though. I wasn't super thrilled with it. it. You know, I don't think it was the best way to pop the crowd. I feel like I wouldn't have started with this match. And as we get on, I'll let you know which match I would have started with, but not this one. <laughs> would you have uh, started with the Honky Tonk Man just walking <laughs> the out? 30 seconds on him? <laughs> which is now known as the Lacey Evans, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Exactly. basically what it was. It was like his music plays, he walks down, and he's like, but I think just because you were in Tennessee and it, Honky Tonk Man, I think, was billed from Nashville. Sure, do you think he did anything, though? Because I mean, it cut to a lot of backstage stuff after that. Yeah, I don't know if he just like medics came out and posed. Because they did a long, a long recap of Raw and um, HBK and uh, his reconstruction knee surgery, as he said. Oh, by the way, I want to take since we are talking back to talking about the about HBK, I would like to say uh, since the last time we recorded, uh, um, Roman Reigns had is is in remission so we're all happy yes. for joe yes uh great job now i think it's a work <laughs> <laughs> i do think dean ambrose contract stuff is a work though for real well, very much so now well we'll find out by june when this uh, when this actually airs <laughs> we um, can't get a really uh in the now stuff for it but we're we're very happy that joe is is healthy and able to wrestle again what I'm sure did not make Eric happy was Psycho Sid's combination of screaming and Soto Voce in the back. He looks like he's ready to go right now. Psycho Sid, a little bit more than 24 hours away. That's not too much time. Time! Time is the word I did not want to hear! See, time right out for you, Shawn Michaels! And yes, I am sad for you, but I did not get my chance to get my belt back on Thursday night! 
prophecy time sometimes turns out to be funny. This time, it's, a, it's original. It's something different. So my time will come on the beginning of a new time for Monday Night Raw. So the ultimate price will be paid by the winner of the final four. You have to meet the man. Yeah, and then it is time. It is time to give me back what is mine. For I am the man. I am the master and the ruler of the world. First of all, this was the most brilliant. I watched this like 10 times. I loved it so much. It makes no sense. It was my second favorite promo of the night. Um, and I loved it. It was terrible. What did you love about it? Because it, it made it made absolutely no sense. It was delivered in the worst way possible. And he's soaking wet for reasons I will never understand why he is so wet. Well, that's what made him mad. <laughs> Just, I would be mad too. Um, but he's the master of time and the world. And he says like, he's the master what? and ruler of the world. What? Uh, no, master and ruler of world. He didn't say the... <laughs> I was like, what is happening with Psycho Sid? No use for articles have. <laughs> and I tell you, I'm gonna get you, Nick. I'm so glad they were like, just, I don't know. I guess he has to be psycho because he doesn't know what he's doing. That's the only way we can get away with this, this guy. This guy's promos, he is definitely crazy. He's gonna put he psycho, loco. and that way he can just say whatever because he's not capable of having a coherent thought for real. It was very funny to me. I, I thought it was really funny though with the honky tonk man though. That, like I was like, oh, Hall of Famer honky tonk man. I remember him from the old days. And then literally that was it. I couldn't, couldn't see anything. Because then when we come back, it's Flash Funk is out there getting funky as is his prerogative. As, and as he's wont like, to do. <laughs> did he just like consume the honky tonk man? <laughs> he just ate them. It was the ritual sacrifice, <laughs> the auto de fe. Um, Flash forehead comes out. <laughs> I I have I have that uh, that both of Flash's dancers would have sashayed away on the Drag Race. You mean the Funkettes? The Funkettes. The Funkettes would have time. both of them would have sashayed away. Opulence, you own everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like literally at the end of that, she would have been like, I I can't accept either of you. Like yeah. you have to step. All the rest of you Funkettes, step your game up. <laughs> step your pussies up. Let's do this. <laughs> Also, of course, I was watching this with Nathan, and you know when he saw Flash Funk, he's like, I want that outfit. And I was like, <laughs> God, nothing was more obvious. This, I love, like, the day glow green. It was so 1997. They were just, like, walking glow sticks. It's like early Naomi. It, well, literally, Naomi got her start in WWE as a Funkadactyl dancer with Brodus Clay, the Funkasaurus. <laughs> So when you say just like Naomi, you have no idea how close there you is are a, to There's this. a clear funk lineage. <laughs> yes. It's she, like the nature boy. He gets passed out. <laughs> Good night, Naomi. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. <laughs> she is a descendant of the funk line. Yeah, I, I used to think She's that, that the, the Rock and, uh, and Nia Jax were from a, you know, an illustrious family. I didn't realize the funk family. <laughs> and Terry Funk as well, who... Least funky <laughs> branch. <laughs> Terry Funk is like is like when people say their favorite Spice Girl is Old Spice. <laughs> uh, then Goldust enters. Um, the ring looked like uh, the portal gun from Rick and Morty underneath him for that one. Uh, just I so you know, Aaron and Eric yet. just looked at each other. Didn't even bother to wonder <laughs> if I 
knew what Rick and Morty was. Just so you're clear, listeners. Szechuan sauce, right? Yeah, they were, like, we're going for it later. No idea, but they were—they're right. But I just want to let you know the low-key homophobia that just transpired. No, um, I love the setup for this match. Like clear storytelling for this match. The uh, the Nation of Domination has interfered with Flash Funk, has interfered with Goldust, and has interfered with Bart Gunn. Who now? Now to you, Bobby. Bart Gunn's sexier than Billy Gunn, isn't he? Yes. Yes, by like a lot. Yeah. No, but I mean, not do get me wrong. Both great. Yeah. <laughs> I know they're, they're they're both listening right now in their homes, just going, "Oh my god, is Bobby? Does Bobby not want to fuck one of no, us?" Both of them are invited to the party. Uh, but yes, but if I had to pick one between them, it would be Bart. But yeah, so just like clear motivation on all sides, Nation of Domination is here to dominate and the look, nation. Nation of Domination, woof, so problematic in so many ways. But also, what a great gimmick! Like, mm-hmm. what a great. Like, it's so, it makes them, the way it's carried out makes sense. What they're trying to do is so clear. And, like, they're definitely, like, accomplishing what they set out to do. Whether or not what they set out to do It's like Occupy idea. Wall Street, but they actually are getting things done. Yeah. <laughs> but they have, they, the fact they hire these actors to come with them, the rap, I know it's cheesy and the rappers are bad, but, it, like, I, the package makes so much Honestly, sense. Honestly, you know what? If they had better rappers with them I it would do so much more for me for this gimmick but wrapping their own theme coming through the crowd like, yeah. all this stuff yeah. like it just it does make it feel like they're different it does make it just it is good I, I noted that when the Nation of Domination is in the ring they look like they just won the Oscar for best movie it was just <laughs> like literally it's just like they're all up there and they're, they're like not sure who should speak next well and it led to one of my favorite moments of the entire night when they do the by any means necessary and they all raise their fists and then in the background you just see Bart Gunn raise his arm he's <laughs> like oh are we doing the raising the oh, arm are, thing are, now are we, are we not all doing it we're not all okay sorry, sorry, sorry. it's okay guys I don't see color I see yeah. people um so when did Savio Vega join the Nation of Domination in the intervening weeks okay. just, like, it was, he, they were just like we don't know what to do with you and that'll be kind of a, a, a mainstay for the Nation it's a lot of comings and goings will happen over well, the Savio next Savio Vega and Crush though the, this is a very it, this is a, a very important generative moment in the Attitude Era for things that are about to happen um but so they're there. This is the genesis of a lot of stuff that's going to be coming. This match? Um, no, the, the Savi Vega and Crush becoming members of the Nation of Domination, oh, I see. and then the, what happens, what transpires between all of them in the coming months. Oh, this is like um, the Dark Phoenix saga. I mean, it, there actually is like incredible storytelling that comes out of this. Weird, because it really seemed like it like just seemed fine. I mean, yeah, like the match was you know well we, I I will we'll talk about the rest of the match, but like uh, I. I, you know, I, I, I did like the, the storytelling leading up to it. I thought it made sense, but also it just felt like a, to me at least starting out, it felt like a mishmash. Just like, this is, throw a bunch of guys at this This thing. is really just giving the Nation of Nations some momentum. So basically they just fed them a bunch of the mid-card guys, mid-card and undercard, just to show their dominance. This is really just like, who can we sacrifice them to show that these guys are pretty big and bad? And how do we uh, show their nationhood? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put all the flags on them. Um, but now I'm not an expert at this, so, but I think it is important that we remember what's happening in WCW at this time, which is the NWO. So basically, they're stealing a lot of this gimmick, oh. because this is all about like factions and stables, which we don't have today. Which we should have Which today. we absolutely should have, and for some reason we don't. I don't get it, because we have this huge roster. It would make so much sense. Fine. But NWO is crushing it at WCW. It's so interesting. They're essentially a, fe- a, a federation inside of a federation of their own. They have their own referees. They have all their own guys. It's really fucking cool and to watch. 
And so they're doing, and they come through the crowd and do all the stuff, and they're sort of like these uh, infiltrators and rogues over in WCW. And I think that's what they're trying to recreate, that magic. It's also here. insane that, not to talk too much about now, but it's insane that they're not doing it now just because of how much NWO merchandise they would be able to sell if they yeah. just, like, get five guys together, call them NWO, and, like, there, your job is done. And they kind of, like, did just a weak-ass Bullet Club stuff with that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be literally NWO. But, like, why are we not doing big stables? They're so And, like, give it would give the undercard guys purpose and things to do like a guy like apollo cruz would be fucking great in like a larger state so it's almost like a domino theory type of thing where everybody turn everybody kind of falls into these camps of like yeah yeah the u.s versus yep. communism yes. and, exactly. and like a small a small role player is like it's important whether or not you know he, he's not important on his own but it's important whether or not he yeah. is fighting for one or the other yes. yeah and then, where the is weak, he gonna go who's he gonna turn with who's he gonna side links with then have to like keep up their weight or they get turned on and like and then once they get turned on then they have a reason for revenge and mm-hmm. like the storytelling elements it opens up are just so big and it it's gotta be just like a Vince McMahon whim we have right now where he's just like no stables <laughs> I hate stables now and now we're not doing them and that has to be logically it makes no sense why we're letting so many people sit on the sidelines and not giving like it's weird that we don't have stables when we have the horse break kid. <laughs> um, do you think that Vince, like, that, that, that even though Vince clearly won in the WCW versus WWF, like, wars, do you think he, there are certain things he won't do because WCW yes. did it and 100%. he doesn't want to feel like he's, you know... Well, I mean, like, you know what happens eventually where he wins and he buys all of the things and they all come here and they kind of, like, fake do... And this is so many years in the road that even if I spoil it now, you'll freak out by the time we do it. Done. Um, but all the guys that come basically from WCW, he ruins them. Right. I, mean, like, he, I, did, I, I remember hearing he, about this. He, like, humiliates them and ruins them. Like, a few of them become huge stars on their own and go on to, like, do things. But a lot of them, I, I like... Uh, I can think of... Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn yeah, come to mind. I can think of three people that... Like came from WCW and then were huge stars after like, that. Especially Chris the Jericho, ones that came. Right? Well, they Chris Jericho came earlier. So yeah. That's the thing. It's like once, like the people that made the jump before, even like Booker T, like people who came, Eddie Guerrero. Those are all huge WCW guys that didn't got really great runs in the WWE. But there's a few guys that were just WCW guys that just got fucking destroyed. Just got like made an example of. Um, and so that's sad. What a cool guy who just turns the other cheek. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the match? It was fine. It so was this would fine. not be the match that you would have started off. No, it, oh, it it would not. I mean, again, it was just all about getting heat for the nation of domination, and I thought it was successful at that, and it showed like these guys are by any means necessary going to like dominate. <laughs> it's all pretty. We're going to nation it's all pretty you. Clear what they're doing. Uh, I wrote because I, I wrote for the last match. I wrote in capital letters, "This match sucked," and then for this one, I wrote, "This match sucked too." Yeah, um, I, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't fight you on that. Uh, Flash and Bart had a pretty weak fucking combo move. It was like a bad poetry in motion or, or whatever. Yeah. I did kind of like when Flash Funk went over the top into the three of them. And rather than the usual, like, they all fall down and he, and he emerges victorious, they just start beating the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, they caught him and just took him down. Yes. It sucks, man. And he really, again, got a raw deal. Also, Goldust never comes in this, never gets tagged into this match. Like, Bart Gunn <laughs> Wait, gets did he? Got, no, Goldust was never think about tagged that. into this match. Bart Gunn got the hot tag. It's like, that's who, who's going to pop the crowd. We're going to mm. give Bart Gunn the hot tag. It just was. It was just a bad. There was a pile driver in there that always terrifies me anytime. Uh, well, because we're not allowed to do them anymore. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the, the, the pile drivers are always a little scary to watch. There was a belly to belly suplex 
uh, in this match that I thought looked really bad in terms of how it was performed. But I also thought like it looked dumb and belly to belly suplex sounds like something that was invented by a neonatologist. Like you need to have belly to belly suplex with your <laughs> with your baby when you're when you're raising so it's skin it. to skin. Yeah. In the early months, yeah. they need that belly to belly suplex. Uh, I got really worried in the middle of this match because uh, they announced that Ahmed Johnson is back in the hospital. And this time I'm wondering, did he lose his dog? <laughs> did he lose his 401k? Did he lose his sandwich? Ahmed Johnson, he's got nothing. He's, he's trying to, he actually, he lost his smile. <laughs> <laughs> They're surgically putting it back on. Oh man, did any of you watch when, uh, in the Raws coming up, he was wearing like an all salmon? I did. I did. We, oh, oh yes. Oh, I mean, it was part of it. Yes, I did stop. I thought that was the after pay-per-view. <laughs> it, yeah, was. it was. It was. I was just, uh, we can talk about it again later. We'll get there. Yeah, it was, this was a, this was a real filler match. It was not, we, we all would have been fine without it. Yeah. It didn't really progress a lot of stories. It didn't really... Yeah, I also didn't understand how like like I mean I guess I guess I'm not sure what's going on with Billy Gunn and and um, uh, this movie has broken up at this part. Billy Gunn is getting a solo run. I'm not sure what gimmick he's in yet, but he, he will soon have a very he will soon have a new gimmick um, that actually involves the Honky Tonk Man. Did Sunny get her investment back from them? <laughs> you know, because she pays them. She was an angel yeah. investor. Yeah, yeah she was. Them. She was the VC. By the way, there was no Sunny in this. No. Very interesting omission. Uh, actually, there was. I will bring Jesus. it up later. <laughs> oh. Uh, so we got a Stone Cold promo backstage. So fucking good. Jesus Christ. See, I thought this. he found like, it felt like he was kind of tripping over his words this time. I don't know. I loved it. I loved it. I loved pieces of trash. See, that's I what I loved. As, as he was walking out, when he was just like, piece of trash. But he also, like, he makes sense. And, like, like everything he's saying makes sense. He talks like he believes it. Like, even though it wasn't, right. maybe he didn't deliver it like Shakespeare in the round here, it just feels passionate and authentic, and it makes sense what a logical human being would say in this kind of scenario. He's like, fuck you guys, you, you screwed me out. I, I earned the championship shot. I won the Royal Rumble. We don't have instant replay. Sorry. I won it. Back, like, you're trying to screw me? and Whatever. You're saying I never beat these guys before? Yes, they did. I just beat them in a pay-per-view two months ago. Dumb, dumb. Mm -hmm. Like, perfect. Like, no perfect. And it just was true to his character, and... It, it's like, God, I, I didn't appreciate at the time, but looking back, just how fucking good he was. He looked like he wanted to eat. the. Uh, was it Kevin Doc? Kelly, I think? Oh, was it Doc? I can't remember. I can't remember. Called. Whoever was interviewing him, it looked like he was like going to beat the shit out of him yeah. while he was saying it. He was like one badass SOB. And is. Mm -hmm. So follow up with two future Hall of Famers. Hunter Hearst Helmley versus Rocky Mavia. Wow. Wow. Okay, wow. I'm gonna go on a limb here and just say for for a match that features these two people, I didn't find it to be an interesting match. No, <laughs> they're both okay. Rocky Maid. So <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Wow, and I wasn't gonna. Just like, yeah, because I was like, oh my god, did I miss the, no, the amazingness, no, 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 no. the athleticism? It is, it is crazy that these are two of the biggest stars of all time, and they are having. They're just fucking like. What struggling through this, uh, and I mean it's it's not. I don't think he was terrible. But the thing about Rock at this time is that he's so inexperienced, and they they like there, there was no NXT. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there was like development and whatever. Ohio Valley Wrestling, I believe, was what they were doing at the time. Um, but he had spent very little time there. They essentially put a big investment in him, brought him right to the main roster. He barely knows how to do anything. He's the Intercontinental Champion. He's calling this match, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley is uh, medium. 
at this point. He's not a he's not a great worker. He's working this. Um, the thing I noticed most about him is how just like luxurious and healthy his hair looks. <laughs> it's so nice. Like considering like how all the wrestlers look either like greasy or wet or just like uh, need, like in desperate need of a leave-in conditioner. Hunter's Helmsley comes out look like with just like easy breezy beautiful, looking yeah. amazing. And the also the audacity of Hunter Helmsley to come out to Ode to Joy. <laughs> I was like, that takes some balls. I like this. Um, but the match itself, I didn't think was good, and it was slop- there was a lot of sloppy moments. Yeah, um, there was like a missed baseball slide at one point. There was that awful float over DDT. It just wasn't great. There were a lot of times where he was like he would extra pin uh, Rock Rocky by putting his legs up on the on like the second yeah like, yeah rope I like or whatever I like that I like That's that heel work heel move. I like that okay. heel work right there I, I was like ooh Triple H being very good at being very bad yeah that's a classic heel the idea Eric is that it gives you added leverage ah, and, it's and it's illegal and it, heels do all that's why like you know, foot on the ropes is always like uh, it's a classic heel move I, it's funny I, haven't, I don't think I've ever seen it in other places it happens all the time clearly I've just not as much in the modern era I would say yeah, but definitely more than ever. Right. I mean, yeah. you've, you've definitely seen, you've seen it at least, I would say... Don't you of... fucking guess <laughs> In the time we've been watching wrestling in modern times, it's happened at least a dozen times. All right. But you can't like uh, Well, now that I noticed it, it's going to happen in the next fucking You'll Raw I watch. Like, the, it's the kind of thing the Revival would do. Like, it's a very, like... Yeah, okay. It's just, like, a classic heel move. Um... I noticed that Lawler was going in real hard on Rocky's family. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> doing some poor shaming. Well, first, he definitely started off by intimating that The Rock's grandfather is in hell. Yes. Yes, yes he did. Yep. Then it's hot there. It was like, Jesus. Yeah, Jerry Lawler has no scruples. Like, he will go. He will always hit below the belt, <laughs> figuratively and literally. But he, he pulls it off because he's so cool. Remember that Kid and Play reference that he Jeez. made? Wait, what was the Kid and Play reference? He, about, the, the, about the Rock's hair. hair. Oh. <laughs> Which, honestly, spot on. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but, I mean, House Party 3 came out in 1994, so not the most topical of references. Oh, you don't, you mean the guy who was refer, referring to, what, the Jeffersons? Like? Right. <laughs> Um, it was cool to hear the Rocky chant, even though it was undeserved at this yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, I was a little sad. I did not get to see the most electrifying move in sports entertainment, the shoulder breaker. <laughs> <sighs> I can't believe that was his finisher for a while. God. Have you seen that yet, Eric? I'm not sure. It's a terrible move. It's just like, it's just a dumb... Is this, this is Rocky's? Yeah. But I think that, I think that was his grandfather's finisher, and that's why okay. he was using it. If I recall, or his father's, it was like I think that was the reason because it is just like what does what it look a... like? It he's got like him. A... He's got him on his shoulder, and then he drops him down so that the other guy's shoulder will hit into the knee. Imagine a tombstone pile driver, but instead of um, landing on both knees like you're praying, the guy giving it to you, yeah. so your head hits. It's a one. Instead, knee. it's a one knee, so the shoulder hits. I see. On the leg, people still do it now, but it's it's so not. It's like it's like a, an arm drag being a finisher. Like it's yeah, so yeah, common yeah, yeah, now, yeah. you wouldn't even. Like, it's not notable. And he did that in this match. Or no, he, he didn't. didn't. He, he didn't get to do but it. But he did do his... I did, like, the flying cross-body press. Yeah, was nice. the, that was one note that yeah, I had. The, the cross-body really cool. was nice, but then it was followed up by, like, a super sloppy DDT. Yeah, he just... I mean, he's just super green is really what it comes yeah. to, like, at this point. He's, he he's looked like, uh, like Jimmy Snooker when he did that cross-body press. Yeah, yeah. He, it, I, he does this, like... Which, uh, he has, like, a nice, um, like, form, I guess is what you would call it. Just, like, one of those... Like, it looks cool when he does, like, Finn Balor 
today similarly has that when he does like a yeah. I mean, like, yeah, the rock, out. the yeah. rock is super athletic. Like he played foot, Division One football. He's he's an amazing athlete. He's in and like what some of the. I can't say the best shape of his life because he's never been in bad shape, really. No, I actually think he's in the best shape of his life to, every, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Every day he's in better and better shape Well, he somehow. has more opportunity to work out and to eat well. Um, sure. But yeah, but this match, I think, is I mean, most... I mean, another day to add on to his muscle. I don't mean, like, because he's a movie star. Sorry, I didn't want to jump on that. I just wanted that to hit properly. Here, in this house, we don't talk shit on The Rock, okay? <laughs> uh... But, uh, yeah, I think this match is mostly notable for the finish here. Yes. Goldust comes out. Goldust shows his ass, basically. <laughs> like, literally, just, like, yeah, taunts Hunter Hersemsley, gets the distraction, Rock gets the win. Then Marlena is just, like, strolling around, smoking her cigar, and out comes an anonymous woman from the crowd, like we've never seen, an Amazonian-like woman. Is that a woman? Oh, God. It's, like... Folks, buckle up for the transphobia that you... It's like truly... If you think the crying game was bad, whoa, 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 you just wait because this is going to be some fucking transphobic shit like you would not believe and it'll be very uncomfortable and I I am cringing just thinking about having to watch it over and over again. But... Um, but this is what we do for you. But we're doing it You're for you. You're welcome. This is what I do for you, for for the listeners. I'm the one who has to experience this and have my soul rotted out from the inside. Well, we've already seen it. We're doing it again. Yeah, we're, yeah okay. But I'm pure. <laughs> yeah. I'm pure driven. You're like, I could have been saved. I yes. could have been free. But no. Um, the but yeah, China's, China shows up looking great. Looking fucking amazing. Her arm is... Just seeing her arm, not just on Marlena's neck, which of course it looks huge... But the security guy's trying to get the... Then you really get the sense of how fucking massive she is. Yeah. And it was crazy. It looks insane. Marlena does, I think, a terrible sell. Like, she was great while she's getting choked. Then they release her. And then she stands there, fine, for Mm -hmm. much too long. She checks her earrings. She's like, what just happened? Fine. But then Goldus comes her and she's collapsed on the floor. (laughs) It was a delayed... Reaction that I thought was it kind of ruined it a little bit for me. This is, by the way, like the second or third time I've seen Goldust have to like lift Marlena and carry her out. He's I think that it's a few I times. think it's like a King Kong, like a Beauty and the Beast kind of thing. Right. Well, officer and a gentleman. I mean, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of reference he's trying. <laughs> he takes to her out of her sure. out of her factory <laughs> in her evening gown. Richard Gere is the actor that I most associate with uh, Goldust. Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, it was uh... <laughs> Officer and a Gentleman, 1989. <laughs> Um, it was good though. I, this, I mean, this is uh, historic. Yes, it's, it's historic. It was wild to me that they sold it as a fan attack. Um, just be, I, every time they do that, it makes me feel a little ugh. Just because, like, are, do you really want to maybe inspire someone else to to try something like that? The fans have been so um, at this point with at ECW so like involved and so like uh, interactive, and even in WCW. Um, so interactive. I think the WWF is trying to play into the anything can happen um, kind of mentality, which is, I think, why they're going that route to that well so often. Eric, at some point you got to watch when uh, Hulk Hogan announces himself as part of the NWO and just all the shit that the fans throw into the ring at him. It's like, like a, a true mini garbage island show, like, is in the ring. Like, for like, like eight minutes straight. It's like watching like snow accumulate. It's fucking crazy. 
I keep saying that we should have our parallel podcast be we go through the WCW. And as soon as I have time to devote to watching another wrestling thing in a I'm week. I'm fully watching, like, I think a full day, 24 hours worth of wrestling now every week. It's <laughs> exhausting. I, I just wait for it to come out on Hulu, and then I'm like, good, it cuts out all the bullshit. Um, so... One thing I want to note is that when Goldust came out, I think he was wearing his normal uh, gross-ass suit, but I think because they had the yellow light shining on him, he looked like one of those life-size Oscar statues from the Academy mm. Awards. Yeah, I could see that. I, I was like, that. whoa, what is this? Um, <laughs> that was pretty cool. And then I actually wrote, was that China who attacked Marlena? So yeah, I was right. It was. That, that is her debut. Um, yeah, she looked. She looked like I remember later China, where she was, I think, bigger than. Well, she definitely got breast implants. Later. Yeah, that might have been it. Because yeah. this this was like a lean but like muscular, super muscular. Oh yeah, no, and China. she she definitely does get more and more jacked as. Um, but I mean, on. I don't think she gets bigger. She def- I think she gets more cut, and she definitely gets massive breast implants. Okay. Um, so her shape definitely changes severely, and she also gets like uh, facial a lot of facial surgery. Um, mm-hmm. Like jaw reshaping and stuff like like very. She shouldn't have. She was beautiful. Surgery. No, absolutely. But and the good thing, China is such a tragic story, and we're gonna have so much China to talk about over the next over so many episodes, which is lovely. And the one thing you can just like tell yourself is there are moments where she is truly the biggest star in the world, and it is like thrilling and like, heartening to see. That's cool. Um, there are points where she's like truly the biggest star in the company, and so. Um, well, I'm getting a little chills. I know. I, I, I'm excited to relive to relive that. Yeah. So among among the garbage, there are, there are diamonds in the rough. Yeah, we'll see her take a lot of shit, but she also gets to do things that are really fucking cool. Backstage, Paul Bearer is with Vader now. This what? so now yeah. this is my favorite promo of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I just I cannot with he he messes up what he's saying, but also what he's Who, saying doesn't the... make sense. Vader. Vader, okay. Vader tries to say something about Stone Cold, and he says he says the word Canader butt, and I was like, I'm sorry. Canader butt? Can we go back? Because then he's like, what he meant to say was Gator, your Gator butt got that canary mouth in trouble. But first he's like, that Canader butt, that Canader mouth. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Like, I was so distracted by Paul Bearer. I don't remember a single word that came out of Vader's mouth. Holy shit, you gotta go back and watch it, because it is, yeah. Can we... Can we go back and watch sure. this again real quick? We'll be crowned World Wrestling Federation champion, and Paul Bearer thinks it's going to be his man, Vader, tonight. <laughs> Stone Cold, Steve, Austin, you've done let that canader, that gator butt, get that canary mouth in trouble, brother. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be? I don't think so, Mr. Hart. Undertaker, rest in peace. Stumbling on his own words with Stone Cold Steve Austin, that Canadian butt, that Gator butt. And he's like, is, take, is take this a beat. also is this a common saying? Gator no. butts and canary mouths. Because also Gator butt, I'm like, 
He's not from Florida? Like, what is... I don't now, understand maybe there what are a gator gators in is. Texas? No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. They can't be... It can't, that's what I'm like. It's not a location thing. Is gator butt a thing? <laughs> you know, the Wait, was gator, gators. I mean... I could canary see, mouth, I understand. I, well, I could see gator mouth, but canary butt. Because, right, like... You're, you have the mouth like, that talks, but, you're, your butt, but your ass can't cash the check. What? I mean, that's a real... I mean, I understand the logic there, but that's a reach still, too. Wait, wait but more than what he's... <laughs> no, it's like, the whole thing, I was like, wait, what? But I also love the... Like the pause, and like, can we take that again? And <laughs> just like going into it. I'm like, Vader, a man who's like so wild. He's like part beast. He's a monster. Mm. But yet he's like, mm, I'm sorry, that didn't feel right. Can I try that again? I want to take that with a different one one more time. He mm. also sounds like Adam, like Adam Sandler doing his, um, <laughs> Cajun, his, man. his Cajun man. Oh, I will, I'll do the crayon. <laughs> it's Vader's time. Yeah, it is, was a... is Vader from Louisiana or no, Florida? No, from Colorado. <laughs> oh, oh, so also, it, this I'm... is a um, uh, Larry the Cable Guy situation. <laughs> also, I wanted to go back to one thing at one point from earlier, from an earlier match. Um, during the Nation Domination Flash Funk match, at one point, uh, Farouk yells at Flash Funk that he's a Southern, something about a Southern redneck. He calls him like a Southern redneck something, like while they're fighting. Which also doesn't make any sense because Flash Funk is from Denver. <laughs> Maybe so Denver is the South. I don't know what's don't happening know with. I've never been anymore. to Colorado. It could Me be. Either. It is the South. It's basically the the, the Mason Dixon line is right above the Rockies. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, no, super that, Southern. This Vader promo is bonkers, and also like this Vader making those fate, and the whole thing is crazy. And then also Paul Bear is like, as a businessman, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. When whoa, did whoa, you whoa, become whoa, a business? Whoa. Like, you have one more. He run. <laughs> You are a small business. Hey, it could be a franchise. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you could have an empire. And now that you know it's Undertaker giving away funerals, you know, yeah, he's able to actually make Paul Bearers. I love the, yeah, at the very end. <laughs> they, yeah. Also, it's really funny watching, like, the two of them, the way they interpret, you're going to cut a promo for a fatal four-way is you have to comment on each of the guys yeah, and just like down. like go one two three like of each of them. Oh, and, and the Undertaker, rest in peace. That was so lazy. It would yeah. be, and also he's like, I've destroyed all these people. It's like, have you? In what regard, Charlie? Like, what are we talking about here? Where he's like, my Undertaker, he's destroyed Undertaker. He's destroyed. I'm like, has he destroyed any of these people? I don't understand. Maybe I don't maybe, think, uh, maybe I don't on think a raw one. Struggles to ball. I'm like very confused what any of it means. Um, it was a bad. It was bad, but also delightful. <laughs> yes. So I have to assume this is the match that you would have started the show with the, coming the tag up. Match? Yeah. yeah, I would have started with the tag match. I think um, it's it's fun. It's a really well wrestled match. Yes, there's a story to it. It's so we've cool. got uh, Owen and Bulldog, still champions versus Fronos and Lafon. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Philip Lafon, the candlestick and the clock. <laughs> <laughs> I also think I Philip that joke the first time. Did you? <laughs> but I, it hits better the second time. I, like, yeah. I think Philip Lafon is just Bart Gunn without the jeans. Is he not? Are you sure it's not Bart Gunn without the jeans? Um, Dissension in the ranks mm. between Owen and Bulldog. That is a story for for I believe a breakup that never comes. I believe that never. What? That never really? I thought that I thought this was like the moment where. Um, uh, essentially, bald, Bulldog maybe starts to become more of a face. Because, I mean, clearly Owen is doing heel things, and they're great heel things. Like, I I, with, I mean, how far do we want to go ahead on this? Because, go for it, man. Okay. Um, in that end, 
I'm like, I'm on Owen's side. Like, everything he did made sense. Like, if if getting disqualified keeps the belt, then get disqualified. Who cares? Owen is so so is so much better than Bret Hart. It like it boggles the mind. Like it's I mean it is a tragedy, but I mean God, he's just so fucking good. Like yeah. he's good in he's like good at what he does like technically, but he's also like always on, always selling, like always doing the right thing. And this match was great. Even just like the monkey flip to Lafon where he just like puts his arms up like woo. <laughs> that was fucking it's just fucking great everything does is fucking great I definitely did right did he just say monkey flip yeah that's a that's an established thing that's a it, there's hopefully some alternative universe out there where Owen Hart is still with the company and is in like the Kurt Angle role yeah. today oh man what so um was there any build up between uh, Bulldog and Owen and Furnace and Lafon back the Survivor just... Series when we saw like they pretty much Furnace and Lafon uh, were almost like a um, Gallows and Anderson, sort of like they were very successful overseas. Right, right. And when they came in, they 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 brought them in with this like this is a, a great tag team. So they're obviously like rocking in the top of the division and going. And they are shots. a great tag team, and they like, are really good. Yeah, like, they, their suplexes were very good. I they, would buy a belly to belly from them. Uh, Doug Furness has one of, is like known to have one of the like most beautiful drop kicks like to like ever happen, which I know is like a very small thing, but like it is, they're just a great technicians zero charisma but they are really really good wrestlers mm-hmm. and this match i think was good it was it was fun to watch i think it, i think it picked up in the second half of the match um once the dissension started coming between like once the miscommunications and mistimings between bulldog and owen hart um happened about the halfway point i think that yeah. things really picked up oh, yeah it's only kicks uh, the bulldog yeah yeah I think just things really picked up at that point, but it was a great match. I would have started with this. I would have kicked super with this fun. Match. Told a great story. Told and told like no, no like weird shenanigans like halfway through. It's like it got a, cl- a clear line. This is the story that we want to tell. We want to tell dissension in the ranks of these guys and an almost win for this up and coming team. I, and I thought that they were going to come away with the win in there, so they did a really great job. Was that a title match? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I loved it. I thought this was a really good match. I love Gutsy Owen. Like, as much as I love Heel Owen, I love him, like, kind of uh, mustering up the strength to do whatever he needs to do. Like, having the guts to take this award and hit the <laughs> on the um, He had a great-looking Enziguri oh, in this match. He, he, that is one of his signature moves, uh, was the Enziguri. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does... It's great. It's beautiful. It's a work of art when he does it. Mm. What's with the yin-yang on Furnace and Lafon's shorts? They, I know they both were really big in Japan, so that's something I can think of. I also, like, clocked that, and was like, huh. But I think that's, I think it's a nod to that, that time. I can't remember. Which one is, who's the one with the long curly hair? Is that Furnace? That's Furnace. So, I think Lafon has, like, a really big butt. Yeah, Lafon's like a beefy, thick daddy. Yeah, like, yeah, I, 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 a real I, I, I've noticed. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you were not the only one to notice, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably noticed in a different way. Yeah. Uh, oh, around this time was when I wrote down Superstar Line. It still exists. <laughs> yes. We haven't been seeing as much of it. Sunny and Jim Cornette are on it. Like I don't understand. The Rock and Hunter something were at the same time. I'm like, what? what? Sunny and Jim Cornette are just connecting people. They're like, they're like <laughs> the right operators up, right up, and Men. And then the Slammy, this poor Slammy, gets destroyed at the end the of the Slammy, match. The Slammy, which is like fully a plastic T-ball trophy that I had from 1991. I mean, it's almost time for their next Slammy, so I guess it was it was good that this one broke, so that they can you could just get. You the know what new they one. say? They make them like that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like iPhones. This Slammy had only like ten gigs. <laughs> Eleven months in, it starts to fall apart. You have to keep restarting it. Doesn't charge. So we go to Doc and Taker backstage, where Taker, by hook or by crook, 
I'm going to win the championship doesn't quite track with the whole I'm an evil warlord from the he's underground. He's not evil. He's he he is a, a what is it? Arbiter of a, the a, light. Yeah, a guardian of the darkness, yeah. whatever the fuck you want to call it. But it also made me wonder, I have no idea what by hook or by crook means. It means by any means necessary. Well, I know that. But, no, but I know what, that. What's like, the etymology But like, But maybe by crook, either I'm going to steal it or by hook, I'm going to get it out of the I'm water. Gonna I'm going to fish it from it. the water. Oh, is it about fishing? It's about... Is it a, a big fishing metaphor? Maybe the crook of my arm yeah. or the hook of a really good song. <laughs> By... And I'm curious. Yeah, right? Uh, I don't know. We can find this out. <laughs> Was an answer to this? Oh, it's by um, by Blues Traveler's Hook, <laughs> which is a great song. Or by uh, Woody Allen's Small Time Crooks. I do want you to do it. I don't think you need to do it right now, but oh, maybe he you can do. totally do it. I've seen him. You know what, Aaron? I think you really want to do it right now. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> we never have a microphone for every time you Guys, do it. This subscribe to the Patreon, and you will get exclusive. <laughs> yeah, this non-existent free. Patreon that we've been plugging since the first episode. For five dollars a month, I you can will get mix it with like a karaoke version of Blues Traveler Hook. I will download from Spotify. Like I will find a way to get, and I will mix it myself. Suck it in, suck it in, suck it in. There's a little <laughs> taste. Oh, that was thrilling. Wow. But back to Taker. Uh, at this point, he's doing a character change and he's not quite sure how to do it. Like, we're just trying to, we're getting uh, Undertaker with an edge. Mm-hmm. And I don't think even he knows what that means. Well, he why. just said he he's back. He's not fully back. He needs to get more back. <laughs> it's, it's very strange. Undertaker got back. <laughs> boom, 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 Okay. Uh, I thought, I, I wrote down that I thought he got lost in his promo a little. Yeah. Um, he said, it's not when, it's not how. Uh, I will do this. I'm like, but I think what you mean is it's not if, yeah. it's when. <laughs> because like when, when is, is now. Yeah, yeah when is always a when, thing. It, it always there is always going to be a when. We do know when it's tonight. It's happening later. That's that's the whole point. It's scheduled. <laughs> yeah, we, we you have to get out there right now. <laughs> and, and I think we know how. I yeah, mean, you're, you're going to wrestle. <laughs> 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 so like, actually, we know about those things. <laughs> like, what are you going to write him a love letter? Listen, I have I've, I've got a lawyer. I'm gonna have my business partner Paul Bearer. He's got a DBA drawn up, and he's going to. He pulls out all of his slammies to hit people on the back. <laughs> By the way, uh, we're in month three or month four of teardrop. Ooh. It was November's when it started. Okay. So I was when he debuted the teardrop. But that's what I mean. That's when he's like, "What's edgy? What's edgy? I know prison tax." It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. let's not go that edgy. Right. He, <laughs> next it a next bit. month, he joins the edgy. Aryan Brotherhood. Yeah. A little less edge. You're still a goblin monster. <laughs> <laughs> we want like more Skeletor, less Charles Manson. Before we talk about this match, I need to talk about the entrances to this match. Did anybody notice the guy in the Miami Dolphins shirt holding up a picture of Sonny in a bikini? Nathan noticed it, actually. Oh. And he's like, what the fuck is going is on? He like, it was like, is he holding up, like, waiting for Stone Cold to be like, hey, Steve, this is, this is what I think a pretty lady looks like. <laughs> hey, Nathan hey, literally was like, what is that? And hey, like, Steve, I, got it, I ripped it out of WWF magazine, and I got it laminated so I can wipe the jizz off of it. Oh. True. I did not even see this. I, I, Nathan called that out. Um, Stone Cold's delayed entrance was really weird. Yeah. 
where he hit the music and it was so like another 30 seconds before he walked out. He I was probably wondering... had just gotten eliminated from a, another um, <laughs> Final Four on the other side. They were just wedding him at that point yeah. and making sure he didn't dry out down there. <laughs> but I thought the, the dueling fingers between him and Vader was very cool. I love Jim Ross <laughs> apologizing for it. Yeah, Sorry about that, folks. It's like... You should really just be apologizing for your partner all the time yeah, and honestly, not what's going like on in the ring. It's like with the, Steve Austin's middle finger is not in the top 10 most offensive things we've seen or heard tonight. <laughs> and then uh, Bret Hart's leather jacket with the dumb hockey guy on the back. Oh my God. So dumb. What was it? The Calgary Hitman? Ugh. I was like, is this even like, is this the hockey team that he formed? I do love though, when they do that, like follow them from the gorilla position to the like through the curtain mm-hmm. it just i'm getting chills to think about it. like it's just like it's such a cool like rocky moment yeah. you know uh-huh. what i mean like yeah yeah this felt like such a fucking big fight like it just was great and like doing that his saving his promo for last doing it right before the match and then following him from behind right yeah. into the crowd i loved it i loved it yeah that was really good i, I agree that was uh that was a kiss that aaron gave to me on the lips <laughs> very nice <laughs> Oh, fucking Rick and Morty fans. <laughs> Does anybody not love this match? This is one of the best matches I've ever seen full stop. Not the best, but certainly up there. This is an incredible match. It was... I, I, I watched it. I, I will have to say I was not necessarily... I wasn't sure what to think of it. And then I started watching it. And I was like, wait a minute. Nobody's going to get eliminated for a long time. Because these are all four prime people like huge over people they can't limit it's just gonna be and and then when vader's eye opens it's like it was his third eye opening it was just and i'm like oh we're all in i could not get a definitive answer on this do you think the eye injury was i was wondering if it was blading yeah i was wondering i wondered about blading too. i have seen people say both because i was like in my research before this like i've seen people say both on both sides people giving both theories that it is it was a gig job and it, or it was legit watching it it looks legit that look that chair kicked to the that undertaker's boot to the chair to the face that looks like it hit in the exact spot in the exact way that would bust that like a open. like an like a la brea piercing yeah. is it the la brea? No, no, la brea That's the, I, here. the eyebrow piercing yeah yeah, yeah. That never it hit him right yeah, there. Always and it, it just it also was like not a place they would blade typically. You know what I mean? Blading is usually on the forehead. It's usually somewhere else. So like it doesn't even feel like the part of the face they would blade into. Well, blade, uh, Vader is so bad at wrestling that he well, he bladed wrong. Mask. He also has that mask to like <laughs> yeah. cut around. Yeah, he's, just, <laughs> he's just using that as a guideline. Yeah, it's like a little his, template. his mask at this point now looks like a fruit roll up where you it was the peel and eat where you just take out some of the shapes but yeah, you leave exactly. you put the rest in your face. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think it was gigged. I think that was a real injury. I think that was a real busted open. Because also, like his, like you don't want to bleed that much into your eye because you have to fucking see what you're doing, especially yes. when you're a 400 pound guy doing backflips. I mean, like you got to see what you're fucking doing. His his mask looked. I mean, when when a red mask gets bloody, you can tell it was just like glistening soaked. It and was, soaked and sticky, and it was all over the mat. I mean, like, and that's why he takes off the mask at one point, but like. And it's definitely like a thing like, oh, I shouldn't love this, but I love this. Vader is the MVP of this match. I hundred percent. I was like, I was 100%. like, I was like, Vader has literally he has bled for us. Like this, like it, it just brought that match. I mean, again, you don't want to see a guy bleed out for a match to be awesome, but 
that really made the match like it gave the match real like heart and stakes. Mm-hmm. He just the moves like I will never see. And the same thing goes with like someone like Bam Bam Bigelow. Like a, yeah. when oh, you yeah. see a big guy, I mean, even honestly, Kevin Owens today. Mm-hmm. But seeing someone do a moonsault that's not like built like ricochet yeah. is a fucking sight to behold. Mm-hmm. Seeing someone like Vader do it is feels like you're watching honest to god magic. Like it is bonkers. Yeah. Um, and even though he missed the moonsault in this match. Just seeing him launch him his body, being able to do, do that. that, but also Taker should have done, done the the sit straight up at that point rather than roll out of the way. But he did it because he was saving I know, the elimination later. I know, but but man, fuck, it was great. And I yeah, oh yeah, that part was really good where he's like the like Vader's getting ready for it, and Undertaker sits up, and you're like. The tension, the mm-hmm. tension there was so fucking good. So, and the way that they had the two heels, Austin and Vader, and then they had um, Taker and Bret Hart, and the way they sort of mixed it up, like it always, everyone felt true to character, but also everyone felt like they were going for it, like by yeah. means necessary, by hook or by crook, if you will. And it was just like I think Bret Hart hit a low blow at one point. Like it's just like ah, just wait. You, you said at one point sticks. there were so many nut kicks and nut punches in this match. But, her, but Bret Hart is such a was at least such a squeaky clean baby face. Yeah. That I think yeah. he's turning a bit now, and mm-hmm. also everybody is a little bit more attitude era stuff. But holy shit, this match was a thrill. And this spots, match was a man. fucking thrill. Austin getting dropped on the concrete oh, pretty yes. early on, yes. then coming back and grabbing the stairs and literally trying to murder Vader with them. So, also, so here I can talk about the the, the legend here. Mm-hmm. This is a rumor that I don't put a lot of stock in. I don't necessarily believe this, but I just want to introduce that it is out there as a theory. There is a theory that Austin was actually supposed to win this match, and that Austin legitimately injures his knee in this match, and they make a mid-match call to switch to Brett. That Ooh. is a story. I don't know if it's true. It doesn't necessarily... Um, jive with yeah. like what happens in history afterwards because Austin yeah. isn't out for any amount of time or anything like that and it makes sense it was Brett it makes sense it was supposed to be Brett all along so it just doesn't make a lot of sense but there is just a theory that Austin hurts his knee in this match and he was originally supposed to win uh, and they called it mid-match I don't think that's uh, it doesn't make any sense to me uh, I don't think that's true but I'm just putting it out there that rumor is hmm. out there Uh but I think the right person went over. I think it made sense. And, and... Well, yeah. Just going back to, to a couple other moments in here. Oh, yeah. I'm not, when, I'm not done. When Vader <laughs> is... Who is he in the audience fighting against? Is it... Undertaker, I believe. Uh, under, yeah. When Undertaker smacks him in the face, I am just waiting for the spray of blood to go into the mouths of the children behind <laughs> him. You will get wet. <laughs> um, first of all, Vader just looks like meat. Yeah. Like most of the match. There was... At, and the, the cool thing about it was, you know, you're watching Vader just take a beating, and I and I knew I knew Vader wasn't going to win. But the way Vader took the beating for the whole match, and the way he just looks like this lumbering, dying man, but still pulling off stuff and still kind of like pounding away, I was like, I was fully on board with him. I, you know, like in prior things, I don't think I was ever that big into Vader. Yeah. Oh no, but I love him. This this match, he fucking proved it for Looking me. Looking at your face makes me want to vomit and I still want to hug you at the end of this. Yeah, it was it was cool and like he took when he took off the mask, I was like holy shit, I've never seen him take off the mask so that was kind of a fun thing for me even though he did it out of necessity. Oh, I also wrote uh, poor PA under Vader. There was that one guy who Vader when, when Vader just landed did, on Vader lands on him and then the and then I think Stone Cold was beating on him while Vader was still laying on this guy and the guy looked like he was like trying to avoid a bear attack yeah. like he just <laughs> rolled and got into a ball. 
If they're throwing fists, man, this is a hard as hell match. They are just like everyone's working super stiff. Like they're throwing real punches around. Like it's just a fucking great match. Yeah. Holy shit. It was just so good. Has anybody ever heard the term stomp a mud hole in somebody before this? I don't know if I've heard it before this, but you hear it so much throughout the coming. Would they say years. that about Austin? Mm, I think it was Steve Austin stomping a mud hole in someone. Yeah. But probably. and he like literally like that becomes like a key phrase. Huh. Like he's stopping a multiple people. Like that is, you'll hear it a million times from now on. Yeah, I I've never used it in my in the well, how many in people, my business world. Well, it's like how many then, people have you seen stomped that needed to be described? <laughs> oh, that appears to be a mud hole <laughs> right anything, there. But if guys, you stomp, is anything? I, I think this, he made a mud hole. <laughs> oh um, man, it is. I fucking loved this match. Yeah, I. I oh, you go ahead. No. I was gonna say I thought it would have been great if at one point when Vader and Hart were were like wrestling outside the ring. I thought it'd been great because it's at one point it was like Vader was like dragging Hart and like throwing him around and they were going kind of up the ramp a little bit and I was like, what if Vader's about to go to the medical facility and he's just taking Bret Hart with him and he's gonna wrestle him while he still gets stitches in his eye? Like it's just a continuous thing. They will never stop wrestling. He has to like just go get taken care of. He comes back. He's still wrestling the well, whole way through. If this match was happening today, we would have had a shitload of this is awesome chance. Yeah. We would have a shitload of fight forever. Mm-hmm. Like it was just that kind of match that it was thrilling. It was. I'm like this is why I love wrestling. Like these are like this is like a prime example of like what what people are like that's fake shit. How do you like watching that? You just like watch, watch this because yeah. it's yeah. This and it, is them at their best with very little gimmickry and bullshit. This is just like they really yeah they really were there was not much gimmick. This is pro wrestling at its best, and it, it played with my expectations a lot too. Like I was sure that this was going to end with Stone Cold and Brett being yeah. there, but then when when Stone Cold went, what why why would you do that? Why are you robbing me of this? And then when he comes back, I'm like, oh nope, it all makes sense. It's all coming together. Uh, at the beginning of the match, I was like, oh, the over-the-top stipulation, that's dumb. They should just be... But nope, this means that everybody who lost this match still looked super strong yep, coming no out of it. Submitted. That look on Taker's face at the end when he realized what's happening, and it just made me giddy to watch Mania. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. I, I did write, good cut to Sid. Just Sid standing there by the television just watching <laughs> 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 I can't believe that this is happening <laughs> right now. No, it's um, there was a really good superplex off the top ropes yeah. that I loved. Uh, I again, I wrote Vader took lots of hits to the nuts. Like there were so <laughs> many hits to the nuts. Um, and I, I, yeah, I wrote this match was messy but fun. It was so messy, but it was messy. It was like literally ones. messy. Yeah. Like like they was like a brawl. Like, they had was, to fucking ugh. mop up the blood. Oh, also, I noticed that Sid, uh, that Psycho Sid is dressed basically exactly like Austin. Like, he's pretty much, he's got the same, like, black briefs, the black vest. Is it just me, or does, and this, I've thought this my whole life, is Psycho Sid wearing on his elbow pad a neon green Mr. Yuck sticker that you would put on Poison as a child? Do you know what I'm talking about? Go into the phone. There's always like a weird green. Like, as a kid, I remember being like, is that a Mr. Yuck sticker on Psycho Sid? So he's psycho because he accidentally he gets into his, his parents' cupboards. He went under the, he went under the sink. You're not supposed to do that. It's always driven me crazy. I probably should have Googled it ahead of time, but I'll put the research department on it. But yeah, this match was a classic. And I think like anyone who loves wrestling should go back and watch this match because it is truly spectacular. But we're not done there. So the next night... 
on Raw from Nashville, I think it is. Sure. Yeah, 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 sure. I mean, it's the closest Whatever. thing to Chattanooga. Well, we've got Memphis, Brett versus Sid now for the WWF Championship again the next night. And I think we, we don't need to say the only reason that we're covering that is because a title changes hand the, the title changes hands the next night on Raw. Yeah. In, Which, well, you finish your thought. In one of the most boring matches oh I've ever watched. Sid is not good. That's the thing. He's not good. That's like a known thing. He's not a good wrestler. I also thought it was weird that it was like Sid takes Sid takes the, the championship from uh, from Bret Hart, and then they're like, and Sid's gonna have to face like face off against the Undertaker yeah, for the WrestleMania. I'm like, from? but so he was the le- second to last one eliminated from the night before because I was like, oh, is I that, is that yeah, yeah, that yeah? Works? No, they like they. Ex- Every single question that I had got explained at some point. Since he was the last one eliminated before Brett, he earned the number one contender shot for WrestleMania. Okay, it makes sense as much as anything else. When did they tell us that? It was during the Raw. Okay, but yeah, we didn't watch it. Yeah, I just skipped to the that match. It was super convoluted, but I but I appreciate that they actually tried to use like this is the most fair way we can do it type of logic. That's cool. Can we talk about uh, Ahmed Johnson showing up at the paper at the at the Raw after pay per view? Yes, we most certainly can. And we'll get back to uh, Sid versus Brett. Uh, I, I I first thing I wrote was he came out in his jammy jams. Yeah, did he come <laughs> from the hospital? Like in the hospital? Where? He also I also wrote he's dressed as a night as an 1840s prospector. <laughs> Like he just like somebody's like stole from his campsite and he's running after them. <laughs> my gumption, I'm gonna ooh, my tarnations. <laughs> he just he just hops up and down while that while the guys are running away with his, uh, with his hat in the ground. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, here's here's the thing that I realized with with us watching this raw. There's gonna be some times where we might have to do an episode just about a raw because. A lot of shit is going to happen. Hey man, I'm down. Whatever. Yeah. No one's listening to this shit anyway. <laughs> including hey, your, your living Horton. girlfriend, Patty Horton is <laughs> number one fan. Patty Horton, also Joe Stanton. And Joe Stanton is for for fact checking purposes. <laughs> Joe is like they got this wrong. And it all goes in the notebook. But man, because uh, that same raw had a young, very very like infant Hardy Boys. Jobbing against the Headbangers. Was that their first debut? The Hardy Boys was that because that was not... pretty like pretty fucking close. Well, then do you know that Hardy Boys used to wrestle for the WWF and they were sixteen they and they're were underage? They lie about their age. And then they're, they're going to disappear. Like Brooks Shields in the Blue Lagoon. Yeah. And then they're they're going to disappear, and it's going to be around like ninety eight, ninety nine that they come back again as like wet hot topic. Yeah. Kids. Literally, they were just like wet hot topic. I remember because like, truly, I just wanted to dress like them. So they had like they would come back with like big baggy cake wear pants. Yeah, I know. That's, oh, you mean the same ones? It's the exact right same fucking thing that they're wearing today. I know, but they were like velour t-shirts. Which is the only reason that I'm not like, come on, spoilers for Eric, guys. With the with chokers and yeah. do they have? Uh, do they wear the Smarties candy necklace? Honestly, basically, oh. it's. And I was like, yeah. these are the coolest people I've ever seen. Oh, I, I was going to talk about Marlena. Yes, I think that's a good transition to get to that. Uh, so I thought, a, it's weird watching Marlena talk because I haven't seen her. And talk. she's not good at it. And she's no, <laughs> she doesn't like. She and she's bad at talking. She gives such good face. Yeah, and she backs it up by sounding like she is putting an order in for pizza. She gets better. I honestly, I think she gets better. She really. Mar- the Marlena's trajectory in her career is actually really 
not, I don't know if it's really interesting, but it is, uh, it takes some twists and turns. And she really becomes like a, a character that takes spotlight and, and does some cool stuff. Uh, or at least it's like interesting. Uh, here though, not so much. I feel and like she so- becomes Terry Bollea, right? <laughs> <laughs> Terry Ronalds. But yeah, she is, she's, oh my God. I mean, oh, there's so many things I want to tell you, but I will, I'll wait till we get there in the timeline. Uh, Sorry, we're watching every Raw, so yeah, we'll, it, I might die before. <laughs> but she was great. Um, better here when she gets attacked this time. Oh my god, okay. so This time she sells. So China grabs her, and I was like, she was being shaken around. She looked like in the movies when they like do the, the swap, and they have just like a doll. A ragdoll. And they're just like, blah, blah, blah. I don't never and, have they said that someone's getting ragdolled and how to be so accurate. And I was like, like, that is so accurate. Like it looked like Lenny was trying to stop Curly's wife from screaming in the barn. Oh my god, yeah. Like her I was waiting for that that <laughs> sickening all, snap. In case anyone forgets, Aaron is a high school English teacher. <laughs> so of course he has to make it of mice and men reference. <laughs> right. If it, by with law. me it's Don Quixote. <laughs> with him it's it's gonna be Catcher in the Rye and Sorry, that was real classist. <laughs> I just want to tend them rabbits there, Marlena. <laughs> it was real scary and good, and she sold the shit out of it. And this made much more sense. Though, honestly, if someone's being shaken about like that, Goldust, don't move the victim. You're not supposed to move that. <laughs> yeah. Stabilize, Stabilize their neck. Well, no. Don't pick them up and carry them back like the that. The first thing Goldust does on any accent is he's like, let me, let me just grab you and let me bring you back. I know. I will just carry you. Well, that's a man's move, and Goldust is all man. Oh, my God. How much did you hate that promo? Uh, I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. So it made me sick to my stomach. I hated watching it. Yeah. It was, it was like super fucking gross. It was. I know there's been a lot of rumors about him. Like, we like to play a lot of games, and I'm like, I don't. Where are we going with any of this? Like, if if it was Roger Stone and his wife giving that promo, then fine, <laughs> maybe I'd buy it. I don't know, but a plus, a plus reference. There. <laughs> that was great. Um, did you guys notice the 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 shoe commercial in there? Uh, yes, the, in the, the middle, the Nike Air yes, Flight Turbulence. So, so back to Brett versus Sid. It cuts to, to commercial, and then I mean, rather than come back to the match that is a championship match that's going to end in, in a title change, they instead decide to go to the what was the shoe? The Nike Air Flight Turbulence proudly presents. Eric, could you imagine saying, like, I want to come up with something that's super comfortable and high-performing. Let me choose something that has to do with airplanes. I know turbulence. <laughs> the thing that everybody feels comfortable and great about. It's, it, turbulence means that something's going right. Yeah, but have you looked at Nike's names of their shoes recently? They don't get much better. Than what are they? Like Air Force Max and... Yeah. Yeah, they're they're just all a mouthful. Like Those things, words. That's yeah. fine. If they said like like um, <laughs> sick pilot, <laughs> Nike, the Nike Air dead pilot. <laughs> The Nike Air O-ring. Like, those are bad, objectively bad The Nike names. Air monster on the wing. <laughs> right. Nike Air nightmare at 13,000 feet. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it's an important promo I get. I don't know. It, I hate it. I actually don't want to talk about it too much, Mark. It just was <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like, but China, again, I'm just excited to see her, and I'm excited to see more from her, and can't wait. I'm just like, I'm like truly, honestly, even if scrolling the WWE network to find this in your house, um, and we're so close to in your house, Degeneration X is happening this year. And it, I'm so fucking stoked for that because there's almost nothing in the history of wrestling I've marked out for more than DX. So yes. I'm so fucking excited that we're like 
the pieces are getting here, and I'm so fucking excited. Yeah, I'm purposely avoiding anything that, like, because they were all inducted into oh, the yeah. Hall of Fame, so I've been purposely trying to avoid all of that stuff yeah. and reading anything about it, so I don't have to, so I can come with fresh eyes. Good job, Eric. You're doing great. Your commitment to the podcast is admirable. Thank you. I haven't been looking at anything. I've just had blinders on. Like, I've been doing nothing. Fast go, man. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap up on that dumb match. The sharpshooter outside of the ring was dope. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. And I thought that the Steve Austin chair shot was hilarious. Because he was trying to do it so gingerly, and he uh-huh. still definitely hit him the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm going to be very careful with this and very slow, and then still definitely hit you the fuck in the head. <laughs> like, that was pretty great. And then it was the slowest three count I think I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. one, two. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I also wrote Psycho Sid versus Undertaker does not excite me for WrestleMania. Yeah, it it's, but guys, we're at our first WrestleMania coming up. Is hey. that next month? The new, yeah, we're that's we're, the next pay per view. The next pay per view yeah. that we're recording. Wow, I'm super excited. Do you consider WrestleMania to be like the season finale? Yeah, I mean, and the, the season premiere. Yeah, the, it's like the it's the Super Bowl. It's like whatever. It's like the big. Yeah, it's that's the thing. Yeah, because I was like for something that runs constantly it yeah. makes sense that this is where storylines wrap up and yep. new storylines begin it's mm-hmm. the every grandest beginning. show of all grandest state biggest grandest greatest show of all. it's the gator butt it's the gator <laughs> butt of them all uh yeah it's uh, it's good and this one coming up i remember a lot of the matches for it but there's there is a match on this on the Oakland wrestlemania that is it will legendary. bring tears to your eyes yeah it's it's beautiful um, onion match. Sorry, yeah. that was stupid. It is a Caribbean onion strap match. It's just a strap. <laughs> you have to hit all onions. four layers of the onion. It's like those like um, kind of mesh bags that, that onions come in. Put <laughs> <laughs> that, and that's how it works. For years, WWE hosted a yearly award show called the Slammy Awards, and we end each episode of Hell in a Cell Phone with our own version of the Slammies in a segment we call "For Your Reconsideration." Okay. Uh, I'll go first uh, since we've we've all at some point or another stepped on each other's. Uh, I'm going to award the MVP to Vader, but that's most valuable pincushion because <laughs> he bled for us. He bled for our entertainment <laughs> and our sins and our sins. Zoon, wait, wait, zounds. Isn't that supposed to be like a contraction of Jesus's wounds? Zounds. What? Sounds. What? Yeah. I went to Catholic school for 13 years. I've never heard of this. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that um, that Zounds is supposed to be a contraction of wounds and Jesus. What? Yeah, I don't know. I've been reading a lot Am of old I books. Am having a stroke? <laughs> it's because, like, you know, you can't say, you're not supposed to say Jesus because it's blasphemy. So you would just say, like, Zounds and then it became Zounds. That's what I'm pretty sure this is true. I'll look it up later. Okay. Uh, Well, you're looking up by hook or by crook. Make sure that you include that in there. Well, I'm going to go with the Samuel Beckett waiting for the superstar hotline award. Every single month, every single pay-per-view, I look so forward to seeing which two superstars are mismatched screaming into a phone in the background, which two uh, superstars are yelling at people to type things in the AOL chat room. We got no AOL this We time. got none of either, and we just got mentions of the Superstar ho- Superstar Hotline. Make sure you call it the Superstar Hotline, but we got no cut to the Superstar Hotline this month. It made me sad. Uh, and I'm going to give my Weird Al Yankovic leaving conditioner award to Doug <laughs> Furness, who I feel like whose hair is not a wig, 
I think. Oh, man, uh, they should have totally given him an accordion and made that his gimmick. He absolutely should have. It also reminds me of the, like, some drag race gals we've been seeing lately, and it is just... You think he's going to do a reveal in the middle? I do. I want him to be like a... Have a Tony a, Braxton a little, wig? Yeah, a pussycat wig underneath that he can just like rip off and be like, Avalanche. <laughs> I love it. Furnace and LaFont are the weirdest looking tag team I've ever seen, and I am just obsessed with both of them. Uh, so that is mine for this one. And speaking of the Slammies, look out for a special episode where we recap at the 1997 Slammy Awards. It won't be long, <laughs> I hope. Love us? Disagree? Want to choke us out with camera wire? Let us know. Email us at helenacellphone at gmail.com. You can find us at Twitter at Pod or each of us individually. Eric at Prime Silver, Bobby at Bobby Hank, and Aaron at Slowpass. Please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever the hell you get your podcasts, and we'll see you again for WrestleMania 13. WrestleMania, we made it. The grandest <laughs> stage show of all the whole All the time, the, yes. <laughs> all the world's WrestleMania. See you later, Canaders. <laughs> Your gator mouth is getting you yeah. in trouble. <laughs>